0: This is Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. Lots to cover as we recap a weekend in BYU sports, as well as get you ready for the week ahead. We'll start off talking about the final few days of BYU fall camp here and what the transition is going to be like for BYU as they make the transition from fall camp into game week prep mode for Utah to kick off the season just 10 days away. We also need to get to our player countdown series profiles, as well as we'll play an interview today, one-on-one with BYU wide receiver Dax Milne, a guy expected to have a breakout campaign this year after bursting onto the scene a year ago, so you'll hear from him on today's edition of the podcast, and of course, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Uh, Pleased to be joining with Deseret First Credit Union. They will be the title sponsor of Locked On Cougars for this upcoming season, so excited to have DFCU on board. We'll tell you about what they're offering our listeners here in just a little bit, and also today's podcast brought to you by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you this is about what they're offering our listeners as well throughout today's podcast. So two great sponsors to remind you of as we roll through today's podcast. With that, let's get going. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast for August 19th, 2019. guys, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident EYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. I want to thank you guys once again for your continued support of the podcast. Let's kick things off today with a new piece in a new publication. And okay, I get they're both kind of older names, but they're working together now. Speaking of Jay Drew, making his move over to the Deseret News. And kind of crazy to see Jay's byline in the Deseret News, but nonetheless, excited to have him work with the team at the Deseret News. He's become a dear friend and he's a great uh, co- compatriot in the media ranks for BYU. But his first piece for the Deseret News, if I'm not mistaken, uh, talked about the five position battles to watch as BYU wraps up football training camp this week. And I thought he did a good breakdown here. We'll run down some of the notes I took away from this and some of my insights on the various position battles he had. Uh, he started at, started off with right tackle, where there's a battle between Junior Chandon Herring and Fred, Redshirt Fred. Harris LeChance. And I think this is a good battle to keep an eye on because BYU, it looks like they're pretty solid at four of the positions along that offensive line. Uh, speaking of Brady Christensen, Kiefer Longson, James Empey, and Tristan Hodge, if you're going left to right, from left tackle to right guard. But that right tackle spot's been a kind of a battle going back and forth on both sides between Herring and Lachance. I would say right now the leader still is Harris Lachance. The coaching staff really likes what he can do. And the old adage is if you have two players who are equal in terms of their ability on the field, go with the younger player because the upside should be able to pay off in more dividends, if that makes sense to you. So everything I have heard, everybody I've talked to, thinks that Harris Lachance will be the starter. But Chandon Herring, his biggest ability is in, in terms of what he can do is he can play any of the four positions, speaking of left tackle, left guard, right guard, right tackle, along that offensive line. So he'll be a utility guy who is used in a heavy part of the rotation this coming season for BYU, even if he does lose out at right tackle. I, I just feel like he's got all of the ability to really show what he can do. So we'll see what happens at right tackle. Uh, Jay also continued on to middle about middle linebacker, where there's a battle between four different players, speaking of Keenan Peely, Jackson Calfusi, Peyton Wilgar, and Kavis. Fanua. Three of those players are freshmen, speaking of Peely, Kalfusi, and Wilgar. All of them redshirt freshmen, and then a junior and Kavika Fanua, who's a redshirt junior. And there's a battle going on there, but as I told you guys, after the first scrimmage for BYU this fall camp two Saturdays ago, Keenan Peely really had emerged and really shown what he could do, and he kind of had the edge of that position. We'll see what happens this week. They'll have their final scrimmage of fall camp, in theory, on Wednesday. I would have thought BYU was closing up uh, fall camp today on Monday. But them to having that scrimmage on Wednesday indicates to me that'll be the final day of BYU fall camp. And then they'll make the transition into game week mode. But everything I've heard is that Keenan Peely, it is his job until he's been unseated. But the biggest thing is none of these guys have extensive action, or extensive game action or no game action at middle linebacker. So we'll see how it all shakes out. I still think it's going to be a by committee approach because if let's say Keenan Peely does win the job going into the Utah game, well, if he doesn't. Play well. They're not going to be. They're not going to be hesitant to pull him out and put Jackson Kafusi, Peyton Wilgar, or Kavika Fanua once he's healthy right back in there and see what they can do. They want the best player at that position. It's a critical position in BYU's defense, and they need to find a guy who can prove that he is the guy at that position, and then have some of the other guys fill in when that guy needs a needs a breather for just a little bit. Uh, other defensive, uh, other position battles. I guess that Jay Drew wrote about was the kicker battle. We played the interview that I did with Jake Old and Skyler Southam last week. Everything I have been told is that Jake Oldroyd is probably going to be your place kicker for at least the... Uh, short to intermediate range field goal attempts I would say anywhere between inside of 45 yards and PATs will probably be Jake Oldroyd's job as it stands right now. Skyler Southam's probably your kickoff specialist and longer field goal guy if you need to make a kick from about 50 yards that's probably Skyler's territory to step in but either one of these guys also could enter the punting battle and like I've reported on this podcast Jake Oldroyd is very much in the mix to be both the kicker and punter for BYU this coming season. We'll see if that holds true, but he's shown well, extremely well in fall camp. Uh, another position battle to keep an eye on has been the one between Lorenzo Fauatea and Bracken Bakri. Uh, Fauatea is more of your traditional defensive tackle, big bodied, strong as an ox, really likes mixing it up in the middle, whereas Bracken Bakri is more of a wild card. and A guy who really burst onto the scene a year ago has really honed his craft at this defensive tackle spot, and we'll see what happens. I, I think that Fawatea has the lead, currently at that position battle alongside Kyrus Tonga in the middle of BYU's defense, but don't count out Bracken Albacri. He is a wild man. He's one of the best interviews on this team, one of the best quotes, and I would expect that he'll continue to to do his best to take that position back away from Lorenzo Falatea. I just feel like Falatea is more in the mold of what BYU's looking for from their defensive tackles. A guy who's more stout against the run, can hold up a little bit better, and I I have to say, Falatea, he actually has some pass. Rushing chops as well that I don't think Bracken Elbakry has so it's an interesting one to keep an eye on and of course the final uh, position battle Jay writing about talking about the running backs for BYU Tyson Williams versus Lopini Katoa I feel like it's Tyson's job to lose. I don't really have much to say on the matter as it stands right now. And that's not to say that Lopini Katoa won't play extensively this year, but Tyson Williams has come in and been the been exactly what BYU coaches wanted him to be. So I think that he's got the leg up there. So congrats to Jay Drew on the move over to the Deseret News. Looking forward to his work for the D News going forward. And I would encourage you guys to keep reading his stuff. He does a great job. He's a dear friend. I know some of you have a preconceived notion of who he is, but I really do like what Jay does, and I like his work. All right, we'll take a time out here. Come back on the other side. I promised you an interview with Dax Milne, BYU sophomore wide receiver. Good to catch up with him, get his thoughts on what he can do this season after bursting onto the scene a year ago. And he'll talk a little bit about why he decided ultimately to come to BYU passing up scholarship offers to walk on. He's on scholarship now, but he walked onto the BYU football program and he explains who and why he did just that after having scholarship options at other programs. That'll be coming up next right here on the podcast. Before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys that the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast is available to help you in your upcoming fantasy football league. I've got two I'm participating in this year. I need every single shred of evidence or help I can get to win these leagues because I'm a competitive guy, plain and simple. So I'm going to be checking out the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast with Vinny Iyer. He gives you the edge with over 20 years of covering fantasy football. Don't listen to the same stuff as everyone else, then you'll be the same. Get the edge from Vinny. They'll put you ahead on draft day and keep you ahead all season long. Locked On Fantasy Football is available on your favorite podcast provider. We'll get back to the podcast here in a minute, guys, but I wanted to talk to you today about our title sponsor on the podcast, a new sponsor on the show, and that is Deseret First Credit Union. Desert First Credit Union, most of you know them. They sponsor the Deseret First Duel, of course, the rival- season-long rivalry between BYU and Utah. Well, they share a faith-based bond with its members, but they also celebrate the unique goals and passions of individual members of DFCU. So they're asking you, what is your focus right now? What is your why? Whatever it might be, have you thought about refinancing your home? to save money and help fund your passion project. Uh, two of my siblings recently bought homes when the interest rates were quite high and with them coming back down, both of them just refinance and they're in a better financial situation. It's allowed them to kind of chase their passion projects like DFC wants you guys to do. Refinancing doesn't have to be hard or even cost you anything. And with rates still low, now is a great time to refinance your mortgage to keep more money in your pocket. With a no cost refinance from at First, you can get locked into a low rate for absolutely nothing and save potentially up to hundreds of dollars a month. Check it out, guys. The DFCU mortgage team will help work with you to find the right loan for your financial situation. Whether it's your first home, fifth home, or investment property, they are ready to help. Call them at 801-456-7070 or visit dfcu.com to apply in five minutes or less. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why, we show how. Membership and eligibility required, OAC, terms and conditions apply, equal housing lender. Check them out, guys. Desert First Credit Union, Title sponsor of Locked On Cougars. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's of best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get zero percent APR for 84 months, or up to thirty three hundred dollars off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangeDays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's kabotaorangedays.com. Welcome back. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. I'm Jay Katch, your host here on the podcast, and uh, we're going to talk with uh, Dax Milne in just a, here in just a minute. And had an exciting opportunity to catch up with him talk about his play at wide receiver what he expects to do for BYU this coming season and I think you guys will enjoy that conversation but before we do that though a reminder for you when you are driving around town you're making your commute to or from work whether you're making your rounds in terms of errands each day plug in your smart device when you get in your car and tell it play podcast locked on Cougars that way you stay up to date with everything going on in BYU sports news with this your daily podcast focused on BYU alright Dax and sophomore Wide receiver for BYU, a guy that I expect to have a breakout campaign this year for BYU. He's wearing the number eleven. We played a little bit of the of the uh, interview yesterday as we previewed today's podcast. But a six foot, one hundred and eighty seven pound sophomore from Bingham High School walked onto the BYU football program last year and got a start against nationally ranked Wisconsin as a true freshman for BYU. Didn't necessarily have the biggest stats as a freshman, but a guy who really showed what he could do as a true freshman a year ago got himself on scholarship he explains the whole process of deciding to walk on to BYU as well as what he expects from himself this upcoming season so here you go Dax Milne right here on Locked on Cougars you kind of burst onto the scene a year ago had a chance you started against Wisconsin in that big win how was that first year for you um
1: yeah like I said I was telling you earlier it was it was a, a big year uh for me to you know, kind of get my feet wet in, in in the college football world you know and um Realized that everyone's bigger faster um smarter so i had to just get myself get myself ready during that year and uh, this year is going to be a big year you came
0: from a pretty successful high school program coach lamborn up there bingham was what was the biggest help i guess from playing for that program making that transition to college
1: football yeah um i give a lot of credit to uh coach lamborn and uh, coach peck previously um kind of creating an atmosphere where it was just um full of discipline and uh, as far as football goes like physicality and um, and uh, being smart on the field and so that kind of upbringing really really helped me um, come into here and and uh, know what to do is in order to you know play so
0: yeah what's it like working with these other wide receivers you got three seniors in
1: this group what's it like working with them I, I really um, respect those three seniors um, they got a lot of a lot of knowledge and a lot of skills and and off the field they're good guys too. I like I like spending time with them just, you know, kicking in the locker room. So, I respect them and and I'm still learning from them every day. So, it's
0: been good. You and Gunner came in the same class here. What's it been like kind of watching him as he goes through what he's going through? Like he had his injury concerns last year and everything. What's it been like working with him? Um, yeah, he's a he's a really hard
1: worker. I, I like Gunner too and um, yeah, last year he had a rough time with his uh, hamstring. But um, I've seen him, I've seen him get better over the past year. and um, I feel like me and him can uh, really make a difference this year.
0: What's been the biggest um, improvement you've made, I
1: guess during this off season? Uh, biggest improvement for me, I think was um, just in the weight room. I put on about t- t- 10 pounds and uh, just getting stronger and bigger. That
0: was, that was it for me we see this offensive coaching staff and they seem to all be pretty jovial happy dudes but what's it in particular like working with
1: fessy um yeah all the offensive uh, staff are really smart dudes they've they've uh, impressed me while i've been here but fessy especially like just working with him i can tell he he really knows what he's talking about he's he's been through it himself and um I really respect uh, his point of view on a lot of things. I know I can go to him and uh, ask him anything, so I really appreciate what he's done. Have you known him a longer time because he's been coaching here locally for longer? Uh, really the first time I met him was when um, Weber State started recruiting me, okay. and, and so that's, and that's when I really started to take a liking to Fessy and, and uh, realized that I'd, I'd really want to play for him. How big did he play in the decision for you to walk on here versus taking a scholarship maybe elsewhere? Honestly, yeah, he was—he was a really big factor. Um, taking it all in, it was kind of—it was kind of the leaning point. Like, yeah, if I really want to play for
0: Fesi. This schedule this year—you start off with Utah. You're a kid that grew up here in the state. Does that have any added, more added importance having it the first game of the year versus maybe sometime else in the season?
1: Yeah, yeah, it adds importance. It's just, just kind of you know what everyone talks about. Um, even more so, like a lot of people. Even uh, when the game's later in the season, people talk about it kind of. But having to be in the first game, it's just, it's just always the topic of conversation. And growing up, I always watched that game. And to be honest, I was rooting for the other guys up, up okay. north. But, but regardless, I was always uh, dreaming of playing in this game. And so uh, now it's gonna happen. And and uh, I'm glad I'm wearing blue now. So. <laughs>
0: the other three games after that are also Power Five opponents. Right. Do you like these type of schedules where you guys get a chance in that first month? If you go out and win these games. you mean, some national recognition.
1: Oh yeah, I, I love, I love it. Um, even in high school, when uh, sometimes we get a chance, you know, to play, uh, you know, some bowl games against uh, some good teams in Florida and stuff. And I really love, I love com- going and uh, competing and surprising people.
0: So. What's the biggest, like, I guess, anecdote or quote you've heard from one of your coaches in your time here at BYU? It doesn't matter if it's Fessy or Kalani, what's the best one you've heard so far? Uh, there's a lot that flies around.
1: <laughs> but um, honestly, I think the biggest one that just goes around is built, not born. You know, you got okay. to just, just stick to the basics and uh, you know, realize that you're not going to go out and just perform the, the,
0: the best you can without putting in the work, so. Last thing for me. Oh, I guess two more things. Last uh, thing, if you take me back because you went to Bingham my group, did you grow up in South Jordan? Where'd you? Okay. Yeah. Yep. If you take me back to South Jordan, where is the spot in South Jordan, Utah? The spot. Is there a spot? I mean, maybe in the Salt Lake Valley. Yes. <laughs> uh shoot. I'd have to take you to this
1: uh, dessert place called the Chocolate. Okay. I mean, I think there's one in here in Provo, but the one in South Jordan, it's it's real nice. You'll you you'll like it. All right. Awesome. Last thing, what goals do you
0: have for yourself this season?
1: Um, this season, really, I just wanted to focus on just being, you know, that guy that you know quarterbacks and coaches can rely on and just depend on and make a play. If we need to make a play, let's go to let's go to Dax. You know,
0: awesome. Thanks so much, Dax. Yep, thank you. There you go. Dax Milne. Thank him for taking the time to join us here on Locked On Cougars and apparently the chocolate, and most of you probably know of the one in Orem. I'm not sure if there's actually one in Provo like Dax said, but I know there's one in Orem. If it's any different up there in South Jordan, I'll have to go check that out, but thank him for taking the time. You also heard him say right at the end there his goal is to be that dependable guy that quarterbacks and coaches can look to and rely on each and every down, and I think that's a fantastic goal to have if you're a wide receiver for BYU. Speaking of Dax Milne, I'm excited to see what he can do this year. I think Dax what sets him apart on the football field is his reliable hands and I also think his footwork and his route running is just impeccable. He's not a guy who's going to run by it. He's got deceptive speed he's got some good speed I think but he's not a guy who's going to run by a defensive back on a 9 route or a go route and catch an 80 yard touchdown bomb. It'd be great if he gets that opportunity sure but I think he's more of a guy who you're going to be able to rely on quick slants those out and ups that type of stuff where his footwork and his route running sets him apart from his teammates and I'm looking forward to seeing what Dax Mill can do this upcoming season for BYU and want to thank him for taking the time to join us here on Locked on Cougars. Uh, before we go in this segment, I want to remind you guys that we have our church and state player countdown series, the church and state rivalry just 10 days away from today. Two players to talk to you about on today's podcast. Let's start off with Joe Critchlow. Of course, last summer, Ed Lamb went to a booster function and said that he would be one of the all-time greats at BYU in his mind. Well, that dream died real Quick, didn't it? But Joe Critchlow, I have to say, I'm surprised he is stuck with BYU. I'll, I'll get that right out, right out right at the top here. A six foot four, 220 pound redshirt sophomore from Franklin, Tennessee, served a mission in Montreal, Canada, uh, and. I think he's a guy who in another era of BYU football probably is in the mix to be a starting quarterback but as it stands he is firmly entrenched as the third string or fourth string quarterback behind uh, Zach Wilson, Jaron Hall and even Baylor Romney. Uh, Joe Critchlow uh, speaks French of course having served in Montreal, Quebec up there in Canada. Uh, He prepped at Franklin High School and set all kinds of records. I've had family members of his reach out to me and kind of tell me a little bit more about his story and it's fascinating. He's a guy that probably could have gone to another program and started maybe at the FCS level but he's decided to stick with BYU and I think BYU has been better for it. He's made two throws that I have seen during media observation this fall camp. that were absolutely spectacular. He's got an incredible arm. There's no doubt about it. He, what he lacks in terms of athleticism that guys like Zach Wilson and Jaron Hall as well as Baylor Romney have he makes up for with arm talent and that's the biggest thing for Critchlow. I do wonder if after this upcoming season season he decides you know what I actually want to play a little bit more I want to get on the field and be able to do something it wouldn't surprise me if he looks into an into a transfer maybe after this this upcoming season but who knows I would have thought he was already going to leave at this point in his BYU career and maybe he's in it for the long haul I know a lot of there are guys that come to BYU and going to BYU is more to them than just playing football they enjoy the environment of course uh, Joe met his wife Allie uh, one of Mitt Romney's granddaughters I believe Tag Romney's daughter And he's married now. I think he's a guy who is going to be a loyal, good soldier for BYU, but I do wonder if at some point he decides, you know what, I want to look elsewhere and get an opportunity to play some more, and we'll see what happens. But like I said, his arm talent is undeniable, speaking of Joe Critchlow, and it's fantastic to see what he can do on the field. And here's hoping that regardless of whatever happens going forward, he gets the opportunity to prove what he can do in the coming days and months for BYU. I'm not saying that I want Want to see guys get injured and him finally get on the field, but I want to continue to see him progress, show what he can do, and the coaching staff, I think, at BYU, make them force them to tell him, you know what, Joe, we love you, but you have to go elsewhere if you want to get more playing time, and maybe that's the impetus to get him to make a transfer. But I I've seen great things from Joe Critchlow's arm, and here's hoping that at some point he gets the opportunity to play more by unseating guys at BYU or he makes the ultimate decision, you know what, I'm going to go elsewhere and show what I can do on the field for another program, but Joe Critchlow, like I said, has just been an impressive, impressive athlete so far, not impressive, sorry, sorry impressive athlete, but in terms of speaking of his arm talent, his ability to throw the ball. It's it's second to none on the BYU roster. I've seen some incredible throws from him. He just doesn't have the athleticism I think the BYU coaches are looking for from their quarterbacks, at least currently. Maybe he gets an opportunity to show more of that. Maybe he doesn't. We'll see what happens there. Also number 10 on the roster is freshman defensive back JaVel Brown, six one, 180 180-pound athlete from Mira Mesa High School in the San Diego area. Ed Lamb has mined a lot of talent out of San Diego recently, and JaVel Brown appears to be the most recent find for the BYU Cougars there was some thought that Brown would end up playing wide receiver for BYU to start his career but with some of the uh, attrition at the cornerback group they decided to make him a cornerback for the time being we'll see how he develops there he's been running mainly with the threes really learning this position trying to get his feet underneath him to use the expression that a lot of people use but I think that JaVel Brown has got a lot of athleticism if BYU finds some proven options at cornerback and he still finds himself buried on the depth chart at some point this season it it wouldn't surprise me if Fessy Sitaki gets his opportunity to bring JaVel back over to the offensive side of the ball. And we'll see what he's able to do there. But JaVel Brown, another one of those athletes coming out of San Diego, tall, long, lean athlete, six foot one, one hundred and eighty pounds. He is kind of the the prototype of what Ed Lamb has been Mining out of Southern California and elsewhere, and we'll see what happens with Javel Brown. If he's able to be the next Chris Wilcox, or maybe on the offensive side of the ball, he's able to become a difference maker at wide receiver for the Cougars. It will be interesting to track how he does. He's a guy that played multiple positions in high school, so I don't think he's opposed to making the move if, if need be this upcoming year. So, Javel Brown and Joe Critchlow, number 10 on our player countdown series, the church and state rivalry player countdown series right here on Locked On Cougars. A reminder for you guys that the Locked On NFL podcast has been absolutely fantastic over the previous couple of weeks. It is your daily national podcast on all things NFL with Matt Williamson, a former NFL scout's unique takes on the game and it's hosted by Brian Peacock. I would encourage you guys to check it out. If you want to find out the latest on the NFL, kind of get that 30,000 foot view on all 32 teams, check out the Locked On NFL podcast right now on your favorite podcast provider. All right, guys, we'll get back to Locked On Cougars here in a moment. We wanted to take a minute and talk to you today about our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. They're a local company located in Utah County, and they want to make sure that you don't have any issues when it comes to pests in or around your house. They don't believe in door-to-door salesmen, so you're not going to hear these guys. You're not going to hear All Guard knocking on your door, hey, how are you today? Even though you don't have that no soliciting sign, they're not going to knock on your door. They don't believe in that. Pest control companies should not be bugging you is what they believe at All Guard Pest Control. Seth and his team are absolutely... Absolutely fantastic. They have quarterly pest control programs, which is awesome for people who don't ever want to see a pest and to have the peace of mind of knowing that, guess what? I don't have to worry about this. But they also have one-time services. If you have a one-time service need, you need a spider abatement, whatever you need, they'll come out one time. They're not going to make you sign up for a contract. They'll come out, treat it the one time, and they'll just leave you alone. That is one of the biggest selling points when it comes to All Guard Pest Control. I encourage you guys to check it out. They use the safest products in the industry. They're rated for daycares, hospital restaurants kennels and vets i know my wife hates seeing creepy crawly things around the house so i have to make sure that they don't crawl around the house because she freaks out. They have awesome online reviews. Speaking of All Guard Pest Control, you can go on any of the review sites, Google, whatever it may be. They're five-star reviews across the board and they're also the termite experts in Utah County. You can give Seth and his team a call at 801-851-1812 or go to All Guard Pest Controls with an S dot com. Check them out, guys. Seth and his team are phenomenal. Big time BYU fans to boot. I would encourage you guys to check out All Guard Pest Control for all of your pest control needs once again call them 801-851-1812 or go online and check them out allguardpestcontrols.com allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere especially during march your eyes are on the road but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket their sudden braking puts you in a 16 car pileup that's anything but sweet and if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket Today's edition of Locked On Cougars. Want to thank you guys once again for your continued support of the podcast. Please follow along, whichever podcast provider you choose to use whether it's apple Podcasts, google play google Podcasts, spotify stitcher himalaya podcast app they're all available the locked on cougars podcast is available on all of those podcast providers please give us a good five-star review leave a note let us know what you think of the show really would appreciate you guys's continued support in that regard of the show especially if you're new to the podcast if you're just finding us welcome on in hopefully you guys become this becomes your daily podcast where you get all your BYU news. That's kind of our goal is to keep you up to date so that way you're the smartest guy when you're talking around the water cooler or just among friends about BYU sports. All right, as we close out today's edition of the podcast, I want to recap how the weekend went in BYU sports. Let's start off on the links. Kelton Hirsch, a soon-to-be junior for the BYU men's golf program, was playing in the Utah Open at Riverside Country Club against seasoned pros. Held the third-round lead, or I guess the second-round lead, it's a 54-hole tournament, excuse me. So he he held the second-round lead on Saturday going into the final round on Sunday, battled, but ultimately came up short on, the, short on a, the second playoff hole in a loss at the Utah Open, but a fantastic showing nonetheless for Kelton Hirsch. Not a lot of guys who aren't pros have done well in the Utah Open in its history, but Kelton Hirsch, man, holding the 50, or I guess the 36 hole lead and then battling to a playoff, a sudden death playoff and losing on the second hole. That is a fantastic showing for him. And hopefully that's a good sign of things to come for him this upcoming season for BYU men's golf I know Bruce Brockbank has really built a program who's expected to contend in the next couple of years I think Kelton Hirsch having that type of showing shows that the talent in the men's golf program is quite deep and hopefully it bodes well for the upcoming season for men's golf so congratulations to Kelton Hirsch on a well-deserved second place showing at the Utah Open Of course, the BYU Women's Soccer Program uh, closed their exhibition season on Saturday. If any of you went out to that at Southfield, they had a 4-0 win over Colorado College at Southfield on Saturday night. Jennifer Rockwood was quoted saying, I think we came out a little bit nervous with it being an exhibition tonight. Those girls put a lot of pressure on themselves. We played well and had opportunities. It just didn't come. I told them to find Michaela facing four because that is where we are most dangerous. And the first thing she did in the second half was to find Elise who put the ball away. Uh, BYU scored all of their goals in the second half. That's what Coach uh, Rockwood was referencing there. But a good showing nonetheless for BYU. Once they finally broke through, they rolled to a 4-0 win. They will now open their season on Thursday against SEC opponent Alabama. That'll be at 7 o'clock Central Time, so it'll be 6 o'clock Mountain Time. You can watch it on the SEC Network on TV. Audio broadcasts will be heard across the BYU Sports Network and the BYU Cougars app, 107.9 FM, ESPN 960, all of those different, various uh, BYU Sports Network affiliates Greg Rubell will be on the call of that so a big time opponent. Alabama is no slouch in the women's soccer universe but of course BYU women's soccer expecting big things from this year and the fall sports season for BYU gets going this Thursday, August 22nd. We're underway and it's exciting to have it already here. It's been a long summer but excited to have BYU sports back in our lives. All right, That'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. I want to thank you guys once again for your continued support of the show. Title sponsor of the show the Deseret First Credit Union. Check them out, guys. If you're looking to refinance, they have low rates and they can help you find your why and make sure you chase your passion project this coming fall. Thank them for joining the show as a sponsor, as well as All Guard Pest Control. Give them a call: 801-851-1812 or AllGuardPestControls.com if you have any pest control needs as well. We'll catch you guys tomorrow. We'll be out of practice tonight, getting more interviews. Please follow the show on social media: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Locked on Cougars there. And, of course, weigh in with your thoughts anytime you want via email, lockedonbyu at gmail.com, or follow me on Twitter at Jacob C. Hatch. All right, have a great rest rest of your Monday whenever you hear this, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Cougars for August 19th, 2019.